This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. And this is United States of Murder... The Patreon. The Patreon edition. <laughs> I was like, wait, what am I supposed to say? I don't <laughs> We didn't write it down. What is this? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We are covering the origins and traditions of Halloween today. I yeah. learned some stuff. I did too. A little bit. It's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. I'm uh, a little disappointed. Yeah. Not as sorry, much guys. like sacrifice and uh, Satan. This is not as spooky and murdery. <laughs> it's as, not really. I hope. Yeah, it's not really. So, um, Halloween is not everyone's favorite time of year, and we call those people nerds. No, I'm just kidding. Loser, no. <laughs> Halloween is thought to have originated around 4000 BC. Did you know that? Is that in your stuff? It's not. Not 4000. So it's been around for over 6,000 years. It's a long time. That means it's cool. Weirdos have been here a long time (laughs) is what it means. Halloween is older than Christianity, and its roots lead all the way back to pre-Christian, you say Celtic or Celtic? Celtic. Sure. Celtic. But just because of the NBA team. Oh, Lord. That's true. Look at you. You're all about sports now that Taylor's boyfriend's <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> so it dates back to pre-Christian Celtic or pagan celebration of Samain. Okay. So this is, is what I have word? written on my board. It's Sowin. It's okay. So I looked it up. Some people say Sowin. Some people say Sowin, like cow. Sow. And then I was listening to a podcast and they said it the way I just said it. So I'll say it the way you have it written. Or I won't say it at all after I just said it. How about that? Y'all have a whiteboard and if I don't know how to pronounce something, I write it on there and I get it wrong anyway. Well, (laughs) it translates as summer's end and took place around November the 1st. The Celtics believed the veil between the living and dead was the thinnest at this time of year. They tried to ward off ghosts and evil spirits with bonfires, costumes, and masks to trick the spirits into moving on. All Hallows' Eve originated as a Catholic festival, a festival of the dead, if you will, and it dates back to the early centuries of the Christian church. It's actually three dates, starting on October 31st with All Hallows' Eve, November 1st, which is All Saints Day, and November 2nd, which is All Souls Day. So All Saints Day celebrates the saints up in heaven, and All Souls Day is connected to purgatory and the souls of the dead. Hmm. Look at you learning about Christianity. (laughs) (laughs) We're indoctrinating you guys. (laughs) I would like to know more about All Souls Day. It's All Souls Day? All Souls Day. That's interesting. It's November the 2nd. I don't really know much about that. So today, Halloween is celebrated all around the world. It's festive and fun. Costume parties, corn mazes, candy, and all the games. And each country has their own traditions and practices. And like Lacey said, we have compiled a list of our favorite holiday traditions for Halloween and their origins for your listening pleasure. 
<laughs> so do you want to go one back and forth? Sure. And I did talk a little bit about so in in my notes too that I could just start with. Okay. We could go yeah, from there. you go ahead and then I'll follow. Okay. Sounds good to me. So the Celtic Festival of so in that makes no sense because it literally looks like Sam Hain. <laughs> Which is how I say it. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. When I see that, I, my brain does not, I can't do that. I don't know. Anyway. So, November 1st marks the end of harvest season and the beginning of the dark, cold time of year that's associated with death. And depression. Yeah, and seasonal depression. (laughs) They believe that the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred during this time, and so that's when the ghost of the dead returned to Earth. Love how spooky that is. I've heard of it being called like a thin veil. Mm Mm-hmm. The earliest literature says that Sowin was marked by great gatherings and feasts and was when the ancient burial mounds were open and were seen as portals to the other world. Shut up. You know, I went to that giant you went to the other burial world. mound in Mississippi. Yeah. Mm. Special bonfires were lit, which were believed to have protective and cleansing powers. They also believe that towering bonfires would light the way for the souls seeking the afterlife. What is the name of that movie with Nicolas Cage? Because um, Wicker, Wicker Man. Man. Oh, this is exactly what I'm envisioning That's such in my a life. good movie. It's uh-huh. random. It's very. It's creepy. Creepy. It's culty. Put that on your list, guys. That's a good. That's a classic. As time went on, bonfires were replaced with lighting candles, which is much easier to do. Bats were also likely present at these festivals because the bonfires attracted insects, which attracted bats. Eventually, bats just became connected with the festival, and folklore leaned into the creepiness of bats, and they believed that the bats were harbingers of death. And they're vampires. Right. I figured fires would keep bats away. Just... I don't know. It makes sense. They're coming after the bugs. Yeah, I looked into it, and no, they don't give a damn. They Even wildfires are beneficial to bats, like when they happen in the U.S., because it makes the forest less cluttered and easy easier for them to find food and stuff, and they go where the bugs are. They really don't care about smoke and flames and, and all that. They just are like, well, I'm a bat. But yeah, what's a tradition you want to talk about? So my favorite thing ever about Halloween is pumpkin carving. Immediately, whenever I walked up on Lacey's porch, she has a pumpkin. And I was like, are you going to carve that? She's like, no, absolutely not. I I would, but man, I'm over it. I love everything about it. I have since I was a little girl. Max does not like it. He cannot get on board with the pumpkin guts. I don't like the messiness. I will when little baby gets here and wants to do that. Yes, you will. But on my own, I don't like the guts and the cleaning. and I'd rather paint the pumpkin. Well, that's Max. He wants to put stickers on it or he (laughs) wants to paint it like a big fat cheater. Now he doesn't even want to do that because he's almost 10 and too cool. So anyways, why do we do this? Why do we carve giant orange brutes into spooky faces? I'm glad you asked, Lacey. (laughs) I don't know because it's cute. I'm going to tell you all about... The jack-o'-lantern. So the legend behind this started out as carving turnips or beets. This legend was associated with a character known as Stingy Jack. 
He was a deceitful man known for playing tricks on people, including the devil. And according to legend, Stingy Jack managed to trick the devil on many occasions. In one story, he invited him for a drink, but Stingy Jack didn't want to pay, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin to pay for the drinks, and then he could magically turn himself back into the devil. And here I thought there wasn't devil stuff. There you go. Sorry, guys. But Jack took the coin and placed it inside his pocket next to a silver cross, preventing the devil to returning to his original form. Hmm. So, Stingy Jack was a piece of shit. Stingy. Eventually, he made a deal with the devil that he would release him if he promised not to claim his soul when he died. So, when Jack died, he was not able to enter heaven because they were like, you're a terrible person. Hmm. But... The devil, true to his word, refused to take him to hell. He wanted nothing to do with Stingy Jack. Instead, he sent him into the night with only a burning light and a hollowed-out turnip to guide him. So Stingy Jack's spirit was left to roam the earth with only this carved turnip. He became known as Jack of the Lantern and then short to Jack-o'-lantern. And tales spread about this, and people started carving ugly, scary faces into turnips and beets and putting candles inside to ward off the spirit Mm. of Stingy Jack or any other bad spirit that may be hanging around. They thought if they mimicked his lantern, it would keep him away. So when the Irish came to America, pumpkins were much easier to get a hold of and easier to carve, and so the tradition was born. It spread around the world, and now jack-o'-lanterns are a Halloween staple. Lighting up porches and doorways, jack-o'-lanterns are an integral part of this holiday, and the city of Keene, New Hampshire, holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the most lit jack-o'-lanterns on display at any one time. They broke it eight times, their own record, over and over again. 30,000 581 jack-o'-lanterns lit in this town. So I have a friend, the friend that I met at Asheville's Oktoberfest, she lives there. What? No, no, my bad. She works in Keene. She lives, no, wait, maybe she does live there. Anyway, she was talking about this festival. Keene, New Hampshire, out of all places, that's just so random. And she was talking about making one for it. That is really random that you met somebody from there. Low-key... Jack sounds kind of hot. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and I need this made into a, a movie. The yeah. story of Stingy, that sounds like a good Halloween that movie. That does. And I've never heard of any of that before. Neither. And why? How? Um, that's in, that's That seems like it would be good to be like in a movie like Trick or Treat where there's yes. little bitty tales. It could be scary. Know. It could yeah. be good. I think they should cast Scott Eastwood as Stingy Jack. <laughs> Somebody needs to get on You're this. envisioning it. I'm envisioning it. I do love – it's usually in scary movies. I think Trick or Treat has this setup where there's a house with like a hundred pumpkins lit up yes. and they're so cool. And maybe uh, Hocus Pocus has that Very too. Very expensive too. Pumpkins are not cheap. They're not. I bought a lot last year and I'm like, no, I'm going to no. get three this year. This year <laughs> like, I'm done. So, they're so expensive. They really are. I love them, but nah. Well, let's talk about why black and orange are popular. 
Go for it. They don't look great together, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> I'm wearing separate. wearing black and orange, you bitch. <laughs> that, to me, is red. You're colorblind in your pregnancy. Oh, but anyway, red-orange, I don't know. That doesn't look orange to me. <laughs> I can't talk about my outfits. So... <laughs> Black and orange are popular colors today when we think about Halloween, and I just assumed it's because of pumpkins and bats. Like I did basic too. Or, 101. Or pumpkins and witches. Yeah, true. But these colors actually trace back to Samhain, my favorite word. <laughs> For Celts, black represented the death of summer. Oh. And orange symbolized the autumn harvest season. Oh. Harvest stuff was really big back then. I mean, I've learned they're all about the season. Not so much now. And I was curious as to how purple and green became associated because that came decades later and doesn't have to do anything with the Celts, the Celts. Maybe it is Celtic if it's it's interchangeable. That's how I feel. So we all know the green-faced wicked witch of the West in the Wizard of Oz. Well, that popularized the green. Huh. Before that, that wasn't really a thing. And I guess I never thought about that. And people associated purple and even green with witchy spells and potions. So you're right, partially. Yeah. Witchy stuff. Anyway, during the So When celebration, they wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins, and attempted to tell each other fortunes. They wore these costumes as a disguise so that they would not be mistaken for spirits themselves and would be left alone. I would think you would look more like a spirit if you were running around with a cow head on. (gasps) What is that bug? Is that a horse fly? I just froze like it. Somebody just pointed a gun in my face. (laughs) I think that's a horse fly. That was a loud buzz. It reminds me of the stuff they wear in yellow jackets. Yes, that's exactly Creepy what I animal stuff. I don't know. But they also offered the spirits, or fairies, as they called them, food and drink to ensure that people and livestock survived the winter. The souls of the dead relatives were also thought to revisit their homes seeking hospitality, and a place was set for them at the table during a meal. Isn't that so creepy? Have they not seen Ghostbusters and when Slimer's putting all that food in his stomach and it it just immediately falls out the bottom? They're not going to be able to eat. There's something so creepy about Mm -mm. people setting the table for a dead relative. I don't know what this bug is, guys, but it's creepy. And I don't know. I've never seen its kind before. It's a spirit bug. It's a spirit bug. (laughs) What else is on your list? Trick-or-treating. Oh, I'm also, a big fan. Also not scary. <laughs> Did you trick-or-treat when you grew up? Oh, my God. I love trick-or-treating. Same. Love trick-or-treating. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 recommend. So it comes from the medieval practice of souling, where poor people would go door-to-door on All Souls Day asking for food in exchange for prayers for the dead. So I guess if you fed them, they would pray for your loved one and you could Go do something else? Hmm. Like, I don't have time for this. So the tradition of turning up on your neighborhood's doorsteps and asking for treats began in medieval times. The same activity, known as guising, took place in Scotland and Ireland. And it had youngsters going door to door, asking for money and food in exchange for 
songs, rhymes, or tricks that they could perform. Trick-or-treating became popular in the U.S. during the mid-20th century, and it started out as pure madness. (laughs) Not like organized trick-or-treating door-to-door like we do now. It was originally associated with mischievous and destructive pranks like throwing eggs Mm -hmm. and soaping windows, which caused concerns from members of the community, and they wanted to keep young people from getting into trouble and keep their property from being damaged. So, thus the shift to community parties, costume parades, and games, which was much safer, and it caught on in the late 30s and 40s. And the first trick-or-treaters weren't about candy, but it was small gifts. Oh. So after World War II, when the baby boom started and subdivisions started going up, this was also a way for people to get to know their neighbors. And the candy companies started marketing Halloween-specific candy or treats, which made it easier for people to have those available when kids came knocking. Could you imagine just going out and buying a bunch of small gifts for strange children? No, that's expensive. It's expensive and, I mean, is it just a gender-neutral toy? Like, yeah, it's just jacks? I don't know. I don't know. I'd be like, this this, this sucks. It'd just be the Dollar Tree This stuff. sucks. You're getting a trick. <laughs> yeah, I'd just go to the Dollar Tree and all yeah. that crap. So in the 70s and 80s, that's when we suddenly became concerned over children's safety and parents were like hey let's maybe not go to strangers houses anymore (laughs) let's just go to like family members and neighbors we know and nowadays most churches elementary schools and businesses in the community will put together like a trunk or treat Mm -hmm. you've seen those in like parking lots or at school or you know, schools typically now are like a fall festival mm-hmm. and they kind of... We always had fall festivals. They want to steer away from like the demony stuff. <laughs> Why? I know. <laughs> I, t- I take Max trick-or-treating. He loves it. Yeah. Always has. We meet up with friends and all the kids take off and the adults typically follow behind in like a golf cart or on foot. And a lot of these houses that you go to now, like in the neighborhoods that we mm-hmm. go to, everybody, we all, between the sports and all the oh. shit, everybody knows... But these adults will set up like shot stations. I'll go to your where you go. It's really fun. Or come with your posse. Or we'll have like a DJ. (laughs) What? Yes, it's like that's not how it works downtown. It's like a nightclub. It's super fun, and we just cruise and have our cocktails and scream at each other's kids. Did you say thank you? Get off the grass. That's the fun (laughs) thing about a subdivision. Yes. I went trick-or-treating in subdivisions uh-huh. as a kid. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, pranking is my final one. And I thought I'd segue into that. Sure. Like I mentioned earlier. Tr- tricking. It is a night of pranks. And I've been very verbal. I hate pranks. <laughs> you do not like a prank. I do not like to be tricked. It's not okay on Halloween. It's I don't, not okay ever. No. I don't like for someone to fuck with me or my belongings. I don't like it. I don't think it's funny. <laughs> I don't even do it to Max. I know I sound like a fun sucker. I just don't think it's funny. Maybe I'm just too old and I'm an asshole now and I'm like Gargamel and I don't like it. Yeah, not a big pranker either. But I know that some people enjoy that. So mischief comes from the Middle English word mischief or misfortune, 
which itself is derived from an old French word that means to end up badly. So Halloween in the early 19th century in America, like I said, was a night for pranks and tricks. Jack-o'-lanterns dangled off the ends of sticks and teens jumped out from behind walls and terrorized smaller children. You guys are assholes. Yeah, I hate that. Immigrants from Ireland and Scotland brought their Halloween superstitions to America in the 18th and 19th centuries, and their youngsters, our great-great-grandparents, became the first American masterminds of mischief. Kids would string ropes across sidewalks and trip people in the dark. Oh my gosh. They tied doorknobs of the opposite apartments together so they couldn't get out. They mowed down shrubs. They soaked windows. They coated the seats in churches with molasses. Ew. Exploded pipe bombs and smeared walls of new houses with black paint. And in 1891, 200 boys were arrested in Washington, D.C. after they used flour to attack well-dressed folks (gasps) on streetcars. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Like, they, well, what happened was, man, you know, it was one thing to prank before, but now you're getting into more urban. Yeah. You know, we're becoming more urbanized. Mm -hmm. People are moving in. It's more crowded. You know, these big city things are, you know, going on and poverty, segregation, and unemployment made pranks take on a whole new edge. Kids would pull fire alarms, throw bricks through windows, paint obscenities on people's homes, and they were just a bunch of assholes. Yeah. They would beg for money or sweets, and if they didn't get it, they would give you a trick, and that's when they would vandalize your property. Yes. So... I really don't like that stuff. Since there were already children out here demanding sweets for money, why not turn it into a constructive tradition, which is what happened. And they thought that they could politely teach children how to get these things without fucking with people's stuff. Without mayhem. So they would basically bribe them with candy. Makes sense. So anyways, that's my, that's the pranks. I remember when I was growing up, there was this smaller town close to me, and all the teenagers would go there on Halloween night and just walk the streets like the purge. What? No, they weren't killing people. It was okay. nothing crazy <laughs> or destructive, but it was just like you would shaving cream each other, like have shaving cream uh-huh. fights or like toilet paper your cars. or okay. It was just very innocent stuff. And I think... We would throw eggs at each other. You weren't going to get likely arrested. No, and and all the people in this little town, everybody knew them, and they wouldn't mess with their houses. Like, we wouldn't tear anything up. It was basically to each other. Well, in a small town, too, you know who their parents are. Well, yeah, and they know who yours are. Mm -hmm. So you just wouldn't do that. Yeah. So it was finally my turn to go. I was, like, 15 and my best friend had a car because she was 16 already. Mm. And there was a boy that I had the biggest crush on going with his group of friends. <laughs> so we all go. And it starts raining as the night goes on. And said boy is hanging out with me 
and my friends, and we're just like shaving cream, mm-hmm. egg fights, all the things, having the best time ever, typical 15-year-old mm-hmm. stuff. And I remember we're running around, and it's we're soaking wet, and we run into this little tool shed behind this house, and he kissed me. <gasps> Bam. How my sweet. heart almost exploded. Glycerine started playing. Oh, we my heard gosh. a chainsaw. No, I'm just kidding. None of that happened. He did kiss me, though. There was some egg, though, on your Yes. <laughs> it was very romantic, covered in shaving cream. Oh. Listen. That's so sweet. Could you imagine? It's, I mean, in the movies, if you kiss somebody, there's going to be a chainsaw or you're going to yeah. get murdered immediately. So don't do that. This is the top three of my favorite kisses in my entire life, that's by the way. That's very sweet. Yeah. That's a good yeah. That's a good kiss. It was very romantic. Normally, 15-year-olds' kisses are not romantic. <laughs> so, do you have a prank story? Did you get kissed in a tool shed? No. I mean... <laughs> On Halloween night? None of my friends that I know of, like, I didn't know of anyone that even did pranking uh, for Halloween. I still trick-or-treated as a teenager. Really? Yeah. Just for funsies. Well, that's fun. With my friends. I remember I was a bunny as a... <laughs> God, I'm out doing debauchery and yeah, get, making out in tool shit as a teenager. Lacey dressed as a bunny. Um, me and my best friend would just go around and like some of our high school teachers would give out candy and we would like that's show up at fun. their houses, you know, or whatever. You're um, such a good Christian. Man, that sounds really nerdy. Yeah, nothing. Uh, my face is hot thinking about that kiss. Oh my gosh, yeah, no. No <laughs> tricks, no... I'd watch scary movies at night. And, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, that's that's about it. So, as a cat lady, I wanted to touch on black cats. Lacey's like, speaking of kissing in the tool shed. <laughs> cats. Let me tell you about kitty cats. About cats. <laughs> so, we've got Binks, we've got Salem, and we've got Freddy. Freddy's my super feral cat that only occasionally see at night. But anyway, black cats are associated with Halloween. They were worshipped in ancient Egypt, but their connection to Halloween began with Celtic tribes. The Celtics just had it going on. I would have thought they had like a red tabbies or orange tabbies. Was it just black cats worshipped in, <laughs> in, in Egypt? They were all worshipped, but I guess they were held at a different regard from what I read. So traditions believed that those who played with dark magic would be turned into cats, pitting cats and witches on two sides of a moral divide. The black cat was especially elusive when it was dark outside, so they scratched out the orange tabbies. They're like, nah, they're not freaky. They're not in the shadows. We see them. So then later on, when women were being accused of being witches, these witches have cats, black cats in particular. Again, I don't know why. That might not even be true. And you know, sorry to interrupt you, but I keep seeing all of these things like on um, Facebook or whatever, because now that I'm a dog mom, I follow all the dog places. And the stigma of adopting a black dog or a black cat is so ridiculous to me. Yeah, it's even with dogs. They're the least adoptable color. Pets. Mm Mm-hmm. It's weird. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. People are assholes. That's dumb. The, the cat stuff has a root. And racist, in, I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. But the cats is rooted in history, but the dogs, I really don't get. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it at all. It's weird to me. So people began to believe that cats were a witch's familiar. 
A familiar is basically a supernatural entity that assists in their practice of dark magic. Like how Salem the cat helps out Sabrina the teenage witch. Mm -hmm. Or like Cher's Dark Lady album cover from 1974. (laughs) Do you know the one? I didn't know exactly the one you're talking about. Like she's a witch. She's a witch. (laughs) Edgar Allan Poe was also a big fan of cats and used black cats in his work. He has one piece titled The Black Cat, centering on a cat named Pluto, who is a menace. The episode, okay, so we just finished The Fall of the House of Usher last night. There's an episode of it involving Pluto the cat. Yes. And I didn't even put it together until I was writing this. I think it's episode four, but Poe used the figure of a black cat to symbolize issues of guilt isolation, insanity, alcoholism, and horrific visuals. And he did not help make them adoptable, that's for sure. I myself love a black cat. But yeah, on the episode, I didn't even catch that the cat's name was Pluto. I didn't catch that either. And that the whole thing was based kind of on the the black cat. And then I looked into it more, and each episode's based on a different short story and all that stuff. But anyway, I didn't catch on until I wrote my notes. I have more creepy random Halloween facts for you. Oh, good. So buckle up. Okay. Also not scary, guys. I know. Sorry. This is just Sorry. not that scary, I is it? I feel like it's become more scary because we've made it that way. That's kind of what I was thinking. And I'm not trying to offend anyone at all. I know there's a lot of people that don't celebrate Halloween. They don't uh, – they think it's a – Satanic. A bad holiday. Yeah. Like, it's based off Christian stuff. So Yeah, I'm like, man, this well, is not as freaky as I, no. I thought the origin was yeah. going to be like, there's some slaughter in happening. No, there's nothing. No. So in the 18th century, women would throw apple pills over their shoulder on Halloween to see the initials of their future love. The initials? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would just float up like smoke. <laughs> or like a, you know, that, huh. you know, that cat on, or that worm on Alice in Wonderland, how he yeah. would smoke and then he would, I don't know what, I don't know how you would see it. Also, the moon is full approximately every 19 years on Halloween night. Mm. And the last one was October of 2020. So we've got a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. For the it's next definitely one. not going to be full this time. If you spy a spider. On Halloween, it means that someone is watching over you from beyond the grave. Ooh. I see spiders every day in my yard. I've never really even thought about it, how often I see spiders. Probably a lot. Harry Houdini died on October 31st in 1926. Ooh. And since then, there is an annual seance held every Halloween. I want to go to a seance I so do too. bad. I do too. We should have one. You should do one. You should do one for your Halloween party. I don't want to do one at my house. So you don't want a booger in here? I, I'm just, I'm playing it safe. I don't blame you. I'm playing it safe. You don't even believe in all that stuff. But I'm <laughs> safe, okay? Just in case. Just in case. So the word witch comes from the old English word wiki, which means wise woman. And at one time, these women were highly respected. What? And according to popular belief, witches held meetings known as sabbats on Halloween night. Huh. Also, if you wear your clothes inside out and walk backwards, 
on Halloween night, you will see a witch at midnight. What? We should do that. Let's do it and see what happens. That is, I've never heard of that before. Well, listeners out there, this is. Everyone do that. Report back, please, if this you is, see a witch. This is coming out on Halloween, so do this tonight. Do it. Put it in your phone. Set an alarm. I'll have to set an alarm to wake up. <laughs> if you ring a bell on Halloween, it scares the evil spirits away. Ooh. Let's see. I'm going through all these because some of them are better than others, and I have a whole page. Yeah. In Alabama, wearing a nun or priest costume for Halloween is illegal. What? I'm telling you, the United States has some Come very on. messed up laws. What about, I mean, after the movie The Nun, no scary nuns? That's crazy. Nope. Can't wear it. Not. I mean, I don't know how they would enforce that. Hmm. Don't you have bigger fish to fry? Yeah, I would say so. The I thought about being a nun this year. I was going to say, I figured I'm not. you were going to be, but you shouldn't. No. <laughs> you shouldn't. So the first Halloween movie was filmed in just 21 days. And the what? original Michael Myers mask was actually William Shatner. Oh, yeah. I've I heard about I that before. I did not. I didn't hear about yeah. any of this stuff. Oh, my gosh. That's so weird, too. So that's it. That's all my random facts. That's, that's cool. You have anything? Not really. Have you picked a costume yet for Halloween? Yeah. I finally did too. Are you going to, you're not going to tell me. Don't tell me. Okay. I won't. Um, it was based on no one's advice. Sorry. <laughs> we got a lot of good emails from people. Actually, let me pull that up real fast. Oh my God. Because we got some emails about what I should be for Halloween. I want to hear these. And I did like the suggestions. It's just, if you're struggling for a costume, Lacey's about to give you some ideas. Yeah, especially if you're pregnant. Last Let's see. Minute. Tracy P. said, just catching up on my podcast when Lacey talked about pregnant Halloween. I've always been into DIY costumes. Here's my mechanic costume from 2021 pregnant with my son. I had COVID and felt like crap, but that wasn't going to stop me. Oh, my god! So she's dressed up as a mechanic with like her stomach out. I'll show you this. Actually, I'll show it right now. Oh, <laughs> My God! It, you look like a mechanic. You do look like that's a, that for looks like sure. a big old beer belly. That I mean, that's how I look when I try on any clothing that I own, basically. <laughs> and she said, in a 2018, I let the 80s movie Alien be my inspiration. And this is cool. She basically has the alien wrapped around her and coming out of her stomach. That's really awesome. There's blood. That's my kind of Halloween costume. That took some time. Yeah, it did. I love spooky stuff. I like creative. I like spooky. And she planned her pregnancies great to be pregnant like that. Yeah, you you are like me. You have a big Halloween belly. But someone, I can't remember who it was, DM'd us and said Juno. Oh, yeah. Which is a cute idea, too. But it's too hot to be Juno. She wears a lot of layers. She does. She's wearing jeans. I don't do jeans anymore. I don't do jeans ever. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hoodie. I'm like, nope. She's too warm. She's too warm. Oh, someone else. Let's see. Lee C. said, you should dress up as an avocado cut in half. That's hilarious. And the baby can be the seed. That is a cute DIY idea, I will say. That is super cute. Well, everyone send us... Pictures. Of yeah, show us what you are this Halloween. I want, want to see them all. We definitely want to see it. Do and you think there'll be a million Barbie and Kens? When we went to the whatever it was we went to last 
the Festival of Darkness uh-huh. um, Saturday night. We there were three or four Barbies there, like zombie Barbies. No, huh? They were just in they hot were pink, just, what? and they were all like cowgirl Barbie. That's a random with blonde wit. Maybe they had a costume party. They're supposed to look like zombies. No, Hello. nobody looked like they. Not any of the Barbies. At least these be zombie were, Barbie. No, these were Austin, Texas Barbie. No, see, I would be zombie Barbie. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, these were not. These were Princess Barbies. So, mm. well, happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Be safe tonight. Be spooky, but be very safe. Send us pictures. We want to see. Send us your pictures. Tell us what you did. Tell us what movies you watched. And if you like this episode, mm-hmm. join our Patreon at patreon.com slash United States of Murder. Each month, we do a bonus episode. This month, everyone gets it. You get a treat. No tricks. No tricks. But I hate that shit. <laughs> we have a backlog of all the episodes we've done before. There's at least two other Halloween episodes oh, on there yeah. that we have. Those are spooky. Those are spooky. We had to do um, PG because Lacey's baby's in utero. And maybe, <laughs> maybe he's listening. <laughs> we don't want you to have baby Chucky. <laughs> yeah. The other Halloween episodes are spookier, but I thought this one would be. But who I mean, who knew? Traditions. Traditions. Suck are, fest. <laughs> we, Kr- Krampus is scarier than Halloween. Hello. I'm telling you, there there's a story with Stingy Jack. That is good. I'm that interested good. in that. Why? You could go anywhere with that. Oh, man. Let's figure out how to be filmmakers and come up with this. Girl, we can't figure out our audio. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I can barely no, turn on my computer. We can't figure out audio. Oh. Bye. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.